Yamaha Canada proudly presents the Angler and Hunter Radio Show, the voice of anglers and hunters. On today's show... Facts and figures on one of the oldest commercial fishing lure manufacturers in the world. A different kind of hunting that's gaining popularity. Plus, Ontario Out of Doors, What's Cooking? with Andrew Roshan. The OFAH Fish and Wildlife Corner, MNRF News, and more on today's Angler and Hunter Radio. No matter what the terrain, no matter the weather, you head out. Challenge accepted. Whether you're hunting or fishing, Yamaha has the ATV, side-by-side, outboard, or generator to rise to the challenge, pairing renowned reliability with incredible performance. Whatever the day brings, conquer outdoors with Yamaha. Visit yamaha-motor.ca today for more info and current offers. Hi folks, Gord Pizer here. I spend a lot of time in the water, as many as 200 days a season, and my new revolutionary Kingfisher boat gets me to the fish quickly and safely, despite the weather. It's all because of the unique preflex hull design, and the state-of-the-art interior meets all my fishing needs. Hey, to learn more about the amazing Kingfisher boats, visit kingfishermultispecies.com. Now get into your Kingfisher and meet me where the big fish roam. With over 130 years of knife-making excellence, Camillus should be on your next hunt. Adolph Castor began the Camillus Knife Company in 1876, and he utilized expert engineering to ensure the highest precision in his knives. They prove themselves in the harshest conditions because Camillus uses a patented titanium bonding and carbonitride coating process, making them up to 10 times harder than untreated steel. Camillus knives stay sharper, longer. Weather changes. The forest changes. Conditions change. When seasons change, you have to change with them. For every season, Yukon Gear has you covered. Matsuo America, the brand of fishing tackle that provides tournament quality gear at a great value, has launched a groundbreaking new series of rod and reel combos called the Red Series. These great new combos feature IM6 graphite rods, Fuji guides, six ball bearing reels with anti-reverse, and cork split grip handles. It's a set of features you'd expect to see on a combo at twice the price. The Matsuo Red Series is available now only at Canadian Tire. Check it out today and upgrade your gear for this fishing season without breaking the bank. Angler and Hunter Radio's Fishing Corner is brought to you by CUDA. Fierce. Tough. Proven. We've all come to depend on Rapala lures when fishing gets tough. You know, the balsa baits that I used back in the 70s and 80s were awesome on smallmouth, walleye, muskies. You, you couldn't beat them. Soon afterwards came the shad wrap, and to me, personally, probably the most productive walleye crankbait I've ever used. So how did this business get started? Well, joining us today to tell the whole story is the product and web manager for Normark Canada, Chris Hockley. How are you doing, Chris? I'm excellent, Randy. Actually, I'm really impressed that you called it Rapala. Yeah, I know. I, I used to say rap, Rapella. <laughs> in, in fact, I, I don't even know that. And maybe that's a childhood thing or something, but there is a correct pronunciation. What can you tell? Listen, let's start off with that. Well, you know, that's one of the funniest things is you'll hear a number of different versions from 
Rapala to Rapala to, you know, I mean, any, any different uh, uh, pronunciation of it. And you know what? Ultimately, in the end, we don't care what you call it. As long as you buy them, we're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the funny thing is that a lot of it comes from, especially now when we're going to Finland and we do uh, um, trips at, uh, at the head office in Finland. And, and really, it's come from, you, you have a bit of their accent in it, and they almost pronounce it Rapala. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, you know, uh, anyways, we call it Rapala. That's actually the way it's supposed to be pronounced. We aren't offended either way, and it always makes for a fun conversation on the water either way. Yeah. So so how and when did this get started, this this this, this lure company? Well, you know what? It's really interesting, Randy. I mean, I'd love to be able to tell you the entire story, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would take us 100 years. <laughs> but it, it, you know what? We, uh, just last year, celebrated our 80th anniversary, and... Uh, you know what, there's some fantastic stories, and, and you know what, every time we're over there, you learn more, because truly the Rappel family is still directly involved with the company. Wow. And and so all of this history, and, you know, I'll, I'll end up telling a couple of these stories, which, uh, you know, wouldn't be uh, okay now, but they're kind of funny at the time. Nobody got injured, uh, uh, some of them <laughs> including dynamite. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, ultimately it was the 1930s. Um, you know, times were tough, and the economic downturn in, uh, in Europe Um but also, um, you know, the impact of the Great Depression, you know, with the United States swept all over the world because uh, obviously it's uh, one of the largest economies in the world. And in those years of, uh, uh, of shortages, uh, Lori, actually, Lori Rapala, who is uh, the founder of, of the company, uh, worked in the winter as a lumberjack. Okay. And then in the summer, he worked as a, a farmhand and, and uh, would actually go out and also try his hand at, at uh, commercial fishing. So either, you know, on the coastal sea or else uh, in uh, Lake Piani, which is uh, one of the lakes that was close to him. And uh, typically what they would do is they'd net fish, and it, most of the time it was whitefish. And then they set long lines for pike and perch, and he always had to constantly be baiting them. Um, and then he sold it at a nearby market and uh, made some money. Um, but he would actually troll these baited hooks for trout, and trout was a big deal because at the time, three trout, um, you know, and a lot of times, I mean, there were some big fish then, uh, you know, and that eight poundish could earn the equivalent of two weeks' pay in the factory wow. nearby. Gee. And so that's where, you know, this interest came from. And, and uh, you know, at, at the time, the, the company itself was actually unofficially founded in 1936 um, when Laurie Rapala made uh, it was one observation and it was just essentially that big fish eat little fish yeah and particularly wounded ones uh he was very uh, very observant and and uh, came up with that and decided you know what i'm going to try to make a bait that resembles that and the funny thing is it's a, a real real basic looking bait but at the time it, i mean very very similar to the original raffle that we all know now that's the, the floater um he actually made it out of bark uh, and then covered it in a chocolate bar wrapper to get some, you know, that foil. And then put, uh, it was actually photo negatives. He melted over top of it to basically seal it all down and, and thus created the first uh, Rapala bait that was ever made. That is cool. That is really cool. Yeah, it was, and it was interesting because instantly, um, you know, he I mean, painstakingly tested it try to perfect it and mimic this action of this wounded minnow because that was his ultimate goal and remember this wasn't just for fishing fun this was literally to feed his family um i mean it was very important that he got this down 
and uh, you know that thus became that original floater. Um, and and I mean, legend has it, you know, he would go out and and Dave catch you know six hundred pounds of fish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a lot of money for a, for a guy at that time. And uh, you know, the, that's when it started catching on. It became very big in Europe, and people were you know noticing, hey, this is this is a something to pay attention to. Don't go away. We will return with more Angler and Hunter Radio after these important words. No matter what the terrain, no matter the weather, you head out. Challenge accepted. Whether you're hunting or fishing, Yamaha has the ATV, side-by-side, outboard, or generator to rise to the challenge, pairing renowned reliability with incredible performance. Whatever the day brings, conquer outdoors with Yamaha. Visit yamaha-motor.ca today for more info and current offers. Hi folks, Gord Pizer here. I spend a lot of time on the water, as many as 200 days a season, and my new revolutionary Kingfisher boat gets me to fish quickly and safely, despite the weather. It's all because of the unique preflex hull design, and the state-of-the-art interior meets all my fishing needs. Hey, to learn more about the amazing Kingfisher boats, visit kingfishermultispecies.com. Now get into your Kingfisher and meet me where the big fish roam. With over 130 years of knife-making excellence, Camillus should be on your next hunt. Adolph Castor began the Camillus Knife Company in 1876, and he utilized expert engineering to ensure the highest precision in his knives. They prove themselves in the harshest conditions because Camillus uses a patented titanium bonding and carbonitride coating process, making them up to 10 times harder than untreated steel. Camillus Knives. Stay sharper. Longer. Weather changes. The forest changes. Conditions change. When seasons change, you have to change with them. For every season, Yukon Gear has you covered. Matsuo America, the brand of fishing tackle that provides tournament quality gear at a great value, has launched a groundbreaking new series of rod and reel combos called the Red Series. These great new combos feature IM6 graphite rods, Fuji guides, six ball bearing reels with anti-reverse, and cork split grip handles. It's a set of features you'd expect to see on a combo at twice the price. The Matsuo Red Series is available now only at Canadian Tire. Check it out today and upgrade your gear for this fishing season without breaking the bank. Welcome back to my chat with Chris Hockley from Normark, Canada. So, so this has evolved, obviously, over time into this huge uh, company. Um, there's obviously a lot more people fishing nowadays, and, and uh, Rapala has become quite a, you know, quite a household name. Uh, what's changed? I mean, do you still have all those little chocolate bar wrappers down there at the factory? <laughs> you know, anybody who knows me knows that there's probably no wrappers left. Yeah, me too, Chris. <laughs> I hide the evidence. Yeah, me too. Um, you know what? It, it is a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, process building wrappers. In fact, there's some really great videos on YouTube. Um, one of them is the making of Rapala. Uh, there's a few other ones that are produced. In fact, you can just look up uh, uh, that exact title under uh, on YouTube, and oh, it'll go through. It'll show you. Uh, they've had some great uh, walk-through kind of documentary pieces on how a rap was built. Um, 
there's some pieces that are, you know, I mean, obviously proprietary. They don't show you, but, I mean, it gets pretty darn close. You get a really good understanding, and it would blow your mind, just the numbers. Um, I mean, so Rappel in any given year would sell um, in the neighborhood of 20 million baits. Um, you can do a quick math on that. That's nearly 55,000 a day. But what's amazing is that uh, the, the factory has the ability to make up to a hundred thousand a hundred thousand a day, which means that we're constantly pushing more, more, more. <laughs> wow! You know, and it, and it, the, the 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 wood that these are made out of. Um, uh, we now have, of course, there's there are plastic bodies. There's uh, crossovers like our BX series, which go from plastic and balsa. The glory about balsa, I mean, a lot of a lot of the wood, most of the wood comes from Ecuador, and there's a heavy, medium, and light uh, um, weight to them for the various different products. And the, the glory of that wood is that it's very light, very reactionary, so it, you know, every little twitch you get a real incredible wobble from. Uh, when you get into, like, this BX series that I'm talking about, it's actually a wooden core with a plastic outer, so it has the, the ability to do, as you said, the, these finishes, and the real realistic looking product but with the wood core on the inside so you have the reaction of the wood and yet you have the durability of the plastic and so they the the, the history is phenomenal as far as the first lures built in 1936 and then uh, uh in 1959 uh the the baits really started beginning in uh in the u.s and distribution there and that's where the big boom came because they, you know, we're looking for better finishes, different finishes, different colors. There's different bait fish. There's different, you know, to mimic all of that. And that's where this one one-off lure then becomes this family business, which then expands into, quite honestly, the world leader in, in hard bait. That's and incredible. It's, yeah, it, it's really cool. And you know, it, it's it's funny things like uh, so 1962, so 1959, they start bringing the baits in, and they're really pushing in the U.S. And as chance would have it, in 1962. Um, they decided to put an ad for Rapala into Life Magazine, which really wouldn't have been... I mean, it, it, Life Magazine's a big magazine that would have made some uh, some inroads for sure with anglers. People would have seen it. But what was very interesting at the time, and kind of a, a twist on the story, Marilyn Monroe becomes involved in it. Oh, wow. And not directly, but because she had recently deceased at that time, um, that issue of Life proved to be the highest circulation magazine in its history. And, of course, the Rapala article was in it, and the rest was, as we say, history for, for Rapala. I mean, it went everywhere. People had it everywhere and saw it, and it, it just blew up. Wow. And in 1964, they brought in the, you know, the now famous fish and fillet knives. Yeah. And uh, 74, they put the jointed, the first jointed floater out. And uh, 82, you talked about the shad wrap. That's when that one came out. It's... Uh, you know, it's real. I mean, these are iconic products that just they're unbelievable, and that's why the company's claim to fame is we hold more world records, or we hold the world record for world records. Essentially, there's no other company that has as many world records to their name as what Rapala does. Well, thank you so much for for giving us a little insight into the history of Rapala lures, Chris Hockley, product and uh, web development, Normark Canada. More Angler and Hunter Radio when we return after these words. Angler and Hunter Radio's Outdoor Quiz is brought to you by Yozuri. Fish the best. Can you legally use crayfish for bait in Ontario? The answer when we return after these messages. 
Mike Miller here from Angler and Hunter Television. Aquatic invasive species and fish killing diseases like VHS threaten the health of Lake Simcoe. By taking two minutes to clean, drain, and dry your boat, every time you take it out of the water, you will help stop the spread of aquatic invasive species into Lake Simcoe and other water bodies in Ontario. For more information, contact the Invading Species Hotline at 1-800-563-7711 or visit invadingspecies.com. A message from Ontario's Invading Species Awareness Program as part of the Operation Boat Clean Campaign. Out with the old, in with the new. The free Scout Look Hunting app allows you to save unlimited hunting locations to view pinpoint, detailed weather forecasts. It employs our proprietary wind mapping technology, scent cone and set zone, putting you on the X to kill more bucks, bulls, and birds. Identify hot spots for hammering gobblers, log game activity to establish lethal patterns, and with global access, Scout Look knows no boundaries. Download the Scout Look Hunting app today. Do what you love. That's good advice, and it sounds easy, but the question is, how? The answer could be at the School of Environmental and Natural Resource Sciences at Fleming College in Lindsay. Choose from over 25 programs like Fish and Wildlife Technician, Conservation and Environmental Law Enforcement, or Aquaculture. It's the number one Canadian college for grads working in environmental and natural resources careers. Do what you love. Start by checking out your options at FlemingCollege.ca. I love these hunting trips, but the kids miss me and my wife worries about us being safe. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I bought a Spot Gen 3 for this trip to keep in touch with my girls. That's a satellite messenger, right? Yep. Spot sends my GPS coordinates via satellite right to my family's email or phone. They click on the message and see where I am. I can use it in emergencies to signal for help as well. Spot has rescued over 4,700 adventurers already. Sounds good. Looks small, too. Where do I pick one up? Visit findmespot.com slash hunter today to get all of the details and to find your local dealer. Matsuo America, the brand of fishing tackle that provides tournament quality gear at a great value, has launched a groundbreaking new series of rod and reel combos called the Red Series. These great new combos feature IM6 graphite rods, Fuji guides, six ball bearing reels with anti-reverse, and cork split grip handles. It's a set of features you'd expect to see on a combo at twice the price. The Matsuo Red Series is available now only at Canadian Tire. Check it out today and upgrade your gear for this fishing season without breaking the bank. Angler and Hunter Radio's Outdoor Quiz is brought to you by Yozuri. Fish the best. Can you legally use crayfish for bait in Ontario? Yes, you can use crayfish for bait in Ontario, provided they've been caught from the lake that you're fishing in. Check with the regulations for more details. Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters Fish and Wildlife Corner, brought to you by Quebec Outfitters. The other day I had some duck jerky, and I'll tell you, it was some of the best jerky I've ever had. I've got to get myself a dehydrator, and I've got to get myself out um, duck hunting. So... With that being said, you know, hunting for waterfowl can be a lot of fun and it's easy. You don't need a lot of equipment. Um, you know, you can go out and, uh, and access some of the great areas in Ontario that we have to go hunting. And, and to help us along with that today, I've got uh, Don Susie here, wildlife biologist with the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. How are you doing, Don? Good, thanks. Does the OFH have any information about waterfowl hunting? How can people access some information on this? Sure. Uh, yes, we do. Um, it, and as you said, it can be sometimes challenging for new hunters to find areas to go waterfowl hunting. 
So the OFAH pulled together some information, and this is available on our website. Uh, and this information can help hunters identify some possible uh, hunting areas in the province. So um, we do have a lot of great public waterfowling areas, whether it's big water or um, smaller marshes. There's lots of opportunity, and waterfowl populations are, are doing well. Yeah, I always see lots of ducks run. Living on the water, they're having lots of little babies. Every year I see them fly south. I almost get a tear in my eye seeing them <laughs> leave because you kind of get to know them after a while. Um, so what can hunters expect to find? So uh, in addition to many wildlife management areas that offer hunting, there are some great hunting opportunities at, at some of the provincial parks as well. And, and these, areas, these areas offer big water hunting and are largely possible due, due to the hard work of the waterfowlers associations and, and the clubs that run them. Um, these clubs also put countless hours into conserving and enhancing these areas for waterfowl, and not just waterfowl, um, other wetland species as well benefit. Um, the OFH is also really fortunate to have these long-standing partnerships with the waterfowler uh, associations and, and the park as well. Yeah, and you know, one that comes to mind is Port Darlington. It's close. Uh, uh, grew up in the area, and there's been a controlled duck hunt there as long as I've been, uh, I've been, I, I can remember anyway. Uh, Brian Shepard, I know, is a big part of that, and the yep. Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters, and it provides some incredible uh, hunting opportunities for people real close to, to, to the city. So you don't, you don't have to use a lot of gas, you don't have to take up a lot of time and go for half a day and have some really good quality uh, waterfowl hunting. Speaking of the uh, Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters and waterfowl, one thing that we worked hard and arduous on for years and years was something called Waterfowler Heritage Days. What can you tell our listeners about Waterfowler Heritage Days? So yeah, um, OFH did push for Waterfowl Heritage Days here in Ontario, and uh, it, it's it's a great a great thing. Um, it provides young hunters with uh, an opportunity to get out for a day with a licensed adult hunter or mentor to practice their skills, and and in most districts. Uh, this happens before the regular season opens. So um, unlike the regular season, youth hunters, uh, they do not require the, the federal migratory game bird, game bird hunting permit for these days. So that's another um, uh, opportunity to get to get out, for everybody to get out. So um, so it is a great opportunity. And I mean, you know, to get out there the week before, there's some real quality hunting to be had. Um, if you don't have a mentor or you're looking for an opportunity or a little bit of help along with this type of thing, we do have youth hunting opportunities here at the Federation of Anglers and Hunters. One that comes to mind is the Tiny Marsh um, uh, Heritage Day Hunt, which is coming up soon. And you can sign up for that. A great day. You, your your uh, kid, kids will love it. And um, they can go out and do some skeet shooting, learn about waterfowl, go on a mentored hunt. And uh, I mean, who could ask for more if they want to get involved in waterfowl hunting? That's the way to go. Now, in addition to, for, for everybody who hunts for waterfowl, besides your small game license, you need an additional license. What can you tell people about this license? So uh, you will, you're required to, uh, in addition to the small game license, you do need a migratory game bird uh, permit and, and stamp. Um, uh, it's, there's an opportunity now, um, I guess a couple of years ago, 
So uh, just, just to remind hunters that they can get their permits online and print them from home, um, yeah. which is a lot more convenient. Because we usually go to the post office outlets to get them, but they can get them right online now. That's right, and print them right at home, yeah. That's amazing. That's that's great. And more information on everything that the OFH has to offer on waterfowl hunting. Yeah, so hunters can find uh, the information on our website at OFAH.org slash waterfowl and more information on the Waterfowl Heritage Days uh, for this September. So the dates can be found in the Migratory Birds uh, Hunting Regulations. Yeah, and more information on youth hunting for waterfowl, for sure. Give yours truly a call at the OFAH, extension 104, or you can email me at randy at ahradio.ca. Thank you, Don, for giving us some insight into the wonderful world of waterfowl hunting. My pleasure. More Angler and Hunter Radio when we return after these words. Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters Fish and Wildlife Corner, brought to you by Quebec Outfitters. Did you know four species of invasive fish, known as Asian carps, are threatening to invade the Great Lakes? These fish have the potential to devour the food sources and habitat our native fish depend on and negatively impact our ability to enjoy our lakes and rivers. Help prevent the introduction of Asian carps. Report sightings to the Invading Species Hotline at 1-800-563-7711 or visit invadingspecies.com. A message from Ontario's Invading Species Awareness Program. Out with the old, in with the new. The free Scout Look Hunting app allows you to save unlimited hunting locations to view pinpoint, detailed weather forecasts. It employs our proprietary wind mapping technology, scent cone and set zone, putting you on the X to kill more bucks, bulls, and birds. Identify hot spots for hammering gobblers, log game activity to establish lethal patterns, and with global access, Scout Look knows no boundaries. Download the Scout Look Hunting app today. Do what you love. That's good advice, and it sounds easy, but the question is, how? The answer could be at the School of Environmental and Natural Resource Sciences at Fleming College in Lindsay. Choose from over 25 programs like Fish and Wildlife Technician, Conservation and Environmental Law Enforcement, or Aquaculture. It's the number one Canadian college for grads working in environmental and natural resources careers. Do what you love. Start by checking out your options at FlemingCollege.ca. I love these hunting trips, but the kids miss me and my wife worries about us being safe. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I bought a Spot Gen 3 for this trip to keep in touch with my girls. That's a satellite messenger, right? Yep. Spot sends my GPS coordinates via satellite right to my family's email or phone. They click on the message and see where I am. I can use it in emergencies to signal for help as well. Spot has rescued over 4,700 adventurers already. Sounds good. Looks small, too. Where do I pick one up? Visit findmespot.com slash hunter today to get all of the details and to find your local dealer. If Quebec isn't on your outdoor adventure bucket list, it should be. No hassle and supremely affordable hunting and fishing adventures are waiting right next door. Discover great destinations for hunting big game and unique fishing adventures for brook trout, Atlantic salmon, pike, and walleye. What is it that draws so many hunters and fishermen to Quebec? See for yourself at www.hunting/fishing.quebec and start planning your next trip. Let a Quebec outfitter be your guide and enjoy the journey. www.hunting/fishing.quebec 
Stand up for conservation and show how much you really care about your fishing and hunting future with a membership in the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. Join right now and receive an OFAH camouflage tackle bag, Rapala X Rap Lure, Suffolk Fishing Line, Fish Crisp Original, and a subscription to Ontario Out of Doors Magazine. This special OFAH membership offer is only $62.99. New through this great offer, make your conservation commitment with a three-year OFAH membership and receive a Shimano Caius Baitcaster. Join today. What's Cooking with Andrew Roshan, brought to you by Ontario Out of Doors Magazine. You know, when I was a kid growing up in Toronto, the one thing that I did see a lot was I, I, I there was a lot of pheasant. Um, in Scarborough, uh, we lived for a while, and then we lived for a while up in uh, the Downsview area, up around uh, Pioneer Village there. And th- there was just a lot of ringneck pheasant around. They, they were they were very plentiful. And, you know, I always thought about hunting for them because, you know, my dad would take me hunting to Ontario's near north, but obviously you're not going to go hunting in Toronto. Um, I did manage to get the dog eventually and train it and go pheasant hunting and really enjoyed it. Uh, preparing pheasant, well, I can't say much uh, enough about how good they are. Andrew Roshan is with us here today to talk about pheasant, and I think, Andrew, without a doubt, pheasant is one of those gourmet dishes that you'll find worldwide. It definitely is. You'll see it on the menus of the top restaurants in France and anywhere in North America as well. A fantastic eating bird. But, uh, I, I, I enjoy it. I, I'm really looking forward. I'm hoping to do a, a hunt there over on Peely Island in Ontario and kind of do a wine tour and a, and a pheasant hunt. So I'm pretty excited to do that because it does lend well with wine and, you know, definitely considered a, a ingredient in haute cuisine. So it's been around for years and years and that's because it's so tasty. Yeah, and Pe- Peely Island's a great place to go. Yeah, I haven't been yet, so I'm looking forward to that hunt. That should be a, a riot, but... What I've, you know, pheasant, uh, most people, what you're going to do is roast it. It's uh, just simply roast it, and you don't need to do too much of it because it has such great flavor. You can uh, marinate it. You could do kind of a, a cuckoo vin, but, which is a, a French dish where it's kind of braised in red wine and pearl onions and, and um, potatoes. You could add potatoes, mushrooms, whatever you want. But I really enjoy doing it like that. And the, just in the slow cooker with a few different uh, aromatics, carrots, things like that, some herbs, some red wine, and just cook it down, and it'll fall off the bone tender and quite delicious. Can't beat slow-cooked pheasant, that's for nope. sure. So for some details on these recipes, where can our listeners go? Yeah, well, you'll be able to find all my uh, original recipes in every issue of Ontario Outdoors magazine. Every month I come up with a different recipe, and there's some other tips and tricks in there as well. Or you can go to the website and actually uh, see some more recipes at www.oodmag.com forward slash cooking. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. What's Cooking with Andrew Roshan, brought to you by Ontario Out of Doors Magazine. No matter what the terrain, no matter the weather, you head out. Challenge accepted. Whether you're hunting or fishing, Yamaha has the ATV, side-by-side, outboard, or generator to rise to the challenge. Pairing renowned reliability with incredible performance. Whatever the day brings, conquer outdoors with Yamaha. Visit yamaha-motor.ca today for more info and current offers. Hi folks, Gord Pizer here. I spend a lot of time in the water, as many as 200 days a season, and my new revolutionary Kingfisher boat gets me to fish quickly and safely, despite the weather. It's all because of the unique Preflex hull design, and the -the state-of-the-art interior meets all my fishing needs. Hey, to learn more about the amazing Kingfisher boats, visit kingfishermultispecies.com. Now get into your Kingfisher and meet me where the big fish roam.
With over 130 years of knife-making excellence, Camillus should be on your next hunt. Adolf Castor began the Camillus Knife Company in 1876, and he utilized expert engineering to ensure the highest precision in his knives. They prove themselves in the harshest conditions because Camillus uses a patented titanium bonding and carbonitride coating process, making them up to 10 times harder than untreated steel. Camillus knives stay sharper, longer. Weather changes. The forest changes. Conditions change. When seasons change, you have to change with them. For every season, Yukon Gear has you covered. Matsuo America, the brand of fishing tackle that provides tournament quality gear at a great value, has launched a groundbreaking new series of rod and reel combos called the Red Series. These great new combos feature IM6 graphite rods, Fuji guides, six ball bearing reels with anti-reverse, and cork split grip handles. It's a set of features you'd expect to see on a combo at twice the price. The Matsuo Red Series is available now only at Canadian Tire. Check it out today and upgrade your gear for this fishing season without breaking the bank. Stand up for conservation and show how much you really care about your fishing and hunting future with a membership in the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. Join right now and receive an OFAH camouflage tackle bag, Rapala X-Rap Lure, Suffolk Fishing Line, Fish Crisp Original, and a subscription to Ontario Out of Doors Magazine. This special OFAH membership offer is only $62.99. New through this great offer, make your conservation commitment with a three-year OFAH membership and receive a Shimano Caius Baitcaster. Join today. Angler and Hunter Radio's Hunting Corner is brought to you by Camillus, quality knives since 1876. So I was watching an episode of Angler and Hunter Television and um, seeing a little demonstration on falconry, some pheasant hunting and that sort of thing. Very, very interesting and it prompted me to think about maybe having a little more information for everybody about what falconry is. Uh, so I couldn't have thought of a better person than the person that was on that show, Maya. How are you doing, Maya? I'm good, Randy. How are you? Good, good. Yeah. I just, you know, thought I'd just bring you down to the studio here and just kind of explain to everybody what falconry is. Like, what is this? Oh, How well, does... I mean, first and foremost, falconry is an amazing way to experience the natural world. But by definition, uh, falconry is hunting wild game in its natural environment with a trained bird of prey. Okay, so you're actually, this bird is a, is an extension of you, kind of, so to Pretty speak. Pretty much. Yeah. That's, and that's actually what it looks like, because the bird sits on your glove, and uh, yeah, it's like part it's, of your it's arm. It's not like the pirate with the parrot. It's like <laughs> no, a, not it's, the pirate with the parrot. It's a little more organized, Yeah, you so can't teach them to talk. What on earth inspired you to get involved in, in this falconry? Well, it was a, it was a roundabout way, you know, I was, um, I always loved nature and, and uh, being outside and actively uh, fished my whole life but uh, you know I got involved doing rehabilitation with birds of prey and that led to doing some education and some uh, wildlife management stuff and bird control stuff but uh, you can't work with birds of prey and not meet up with falconers and I had worked with uh, I've been working with birds of prey since the mid-1990s and uh, in the early 2000s I met some falconers and then I really started learning and then one of my falconer friends says, Hey, Maya, I have this uh, hawk. 
can you train them? I don't have time. And I said, great, couldn't wait. I was so excited. And then I realized, oh, I got to hunt with this thing because I was never a hunter. Okay. Falconry is how I became a hunter. Uh, so I trained my first bird. Uh, the first thing that I trained him to hunt was crows. And uh, then we got onto rabbits. Um, but that is the thing. Yeah, that's that's really how I became a falconer. It was oh. a complete accident. Okay, so, and you're talking about hunting all these, you know, different type of game that they hunt for. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a bit of a confession for you. I went to a demonstration once, and um, it, it was an actual pheasant that the uh, hawk yeah. captured. And it kind of just right away went down into the woods with this with this pheasant. And I asked the handler, like, isn't it going to bring it back to you? Yes. It's a little embarrassing for me. Um, <laughs> this is actually, you're actually, the bird actually eats the game, right? Yes, that's right. Well, we, we share. Technically, <laughs> we are supposed to be sharing that game. But uh, yeah, no, the bird, a lot of the times, most of what we hunt, most of what the we're hunting with our birds, um, the game is as big or bigger than the hawk or the falcon. So they're physically not able to fly around and come back and also it's it's not um uh their instincts are to grab something once they sink their talons in it's very hard for them to just relax and let their let go of what they have in their grip so they'll grab something and they'll usually coast to a landing on the ground someplace and our job is to get there as soon as possible and help the bird because a lot of the times um not it's not like uh you know hunting with firearms or even the edited uh, documentaries you see where, you know, it looks like, oh, the hawk, you know, grabs something and it, it quickly passes away. It There's usually some struggle. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's nature. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It is totally nature. And we get a front seat to that. And uh, my job as a falconer is to get there and help my bird. Because rule number one of falconry is we always put the birds first. And we don't want them to be injured. And we also want to develop the partnership, right? So if that bird sees me coming in and helping it um, subdue and uh, start to eat that quarry, um, it will it will help our partnership grow. And they'll look at me as a benefit. Don't go away. We'll return with more Angler Hunter Radio after these important words. Did you know that the seeds of invasive plants can easily be transported to new areas in mud on the tires of all-terrain vehicles? Help to stop the spread of invasive plants by staying on designated trails and cleaning mud and debris from the tires of your ATV between trips. For more information, contact the Invading Species Hotline at 1-800-563-7711 or visit invadingspecies.com. A message from Ontario's Invading Species Awareness Program. Out with the old, in with the new. The free Scout Look hunting app allows you to save unlimited hunting locations to view pinpoint, detailed weather forecasts. It employs our proprietary wind mapping technology, scent cone and set zone, putting you on the X to kill more bucks, bulls, and birds. Identify hot spots for hammering gobblers, log game activity to establish lethal patterns, and with global access, Scout Look knows no boundaries. Download the Scout Look hunting app today. Do what you love. That's good advice, and it sounds easy, but the question is, how? The answer could be at the School of Environmental and Natural Resource Sciences at Fleming College in Lindsay. Choose from over 25 programs like Fish and Wildlife Technician, Conservation and Environmental Law Enforcement, or Aquaculture. It's the number one Canadian college for grads working in environmental and natural resources careers. Do what you love. 
Start by checking out your options at FlemingCollege.ca. I love these hunting trips, but the kids miss me and my wife worries about us being safe. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I bought a Spot Gen 3 for this trip to keep in touch with my girls. That's a satellite messenger, right? Yep. Spot sends my GPS coordinates via satellite right to my family's email or phone. They click on the message and see where I am. I can use it in emergencies to signal for help as well. Spot has rescued over 4,700 adventurers already. Sounds good. Looks small, too. Where do I pick one up? Visit findmespot.com hunter today to get all of the details and to find your local dealer. If Quebec isn't on your outdoor adventure bucket list, it should be. No hassle and supremely affordable hunting and fishing adventures are waiting right next door. Discover great destinations for hunting big game and unique fishing adventures for brook trout, Atlantic salmon, pike, and walleye. What is it that draws so many hunters and fishermen to Quebec? See for yourself at www.hunting/fishing.quebec and start planning your next trip. Let a Quebec outfitter be your guide and enjoy the journey. www.hunting/fishing.quebec Stand up for conservation and show how much you really care about your fishing and hunting future with a membership in the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. Join right now and receive an OFAH camouflage tackle bag, Rapala X Rap Lure, Suffolk Fishing Line, Fish Crisp Original, and a subscription to Ontario Out of Doors Magazine. This special OFAH membership offer is only $62.99. New through this great offer, make your conservation commitment with a three-year OFAH membership and receive a Shimano Caius Baitcaster. Join today. Welcome back. You're listening to my chat with falconry expert, Maya Basteo. Really, uh, handler and bird, this is a, an intimate relationship between between yeah. you and the bird. And I guess, like, I mean, it's your bird now, so do you just take it home and put it in your condominium? or like? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, we have a, no, <laughs> that's a good question. No, we do, um, we do have a special... Um, pens they're called muse m-e-w-s it's a hawk house basically okay. uh so we build special enclosures um the size you know it's not they're not necessarily huge they can be you know eight by eight feet or six by eight feet or something like that and there are um guidelines that we follow depending on the raptor um so that's where they live a lot of the time i also have a weathering yard where it's a little bit more open and they can uh be outside in the sunshine and have a bath but to be quite honest with you i have a couple of perches in my living room and uh that's part and parcel of uh, sit on the sofa well yeah you open know what up a can I'll... of sardines <laughs> watch some watch some bird tv that's or right something. yeah no it's it's part of uh, socializing the bird right and yeah, and they are part absolutely. of your family and part of your life 365 days a year so um it's not like we just go hunting and then the bird goes outside into the pen a lot of the times i'll bring the bird in and they'll sit on the perch in the living room and if i have to travel for meetings or work or anything like that the bird comes with me yeah yeah absolutely this this is a big commitment yeah um obviously it's something that you'd only get involved in if you're quite certain of that level of commitment yeah um commercially some benefits of having a having a, a oh a yeah there are certainly uh commer- there's uh there's falconers who you know um including myself who uh you know even now on contract i'll do you know, bird control at uh you can use it at landfills at airports um you know i used to work at pearson airport um Every international airport in Canada has a wildlife control program. Some airports use falconers, and it's incredibly effective because you're flying birds of prey um, 
and they are imitating a hunting flight and they are naturally scaring away what would be their natural prey species, things like starlings or gulls or geese. Uh, if they see a bird of prey flying around, they will definitely leave the area. Yeah. Um, and you have to keep on it. You have to do it continuously, daily. Or, and, uh, but it's very effective and it's environmentally friendly. Yeah, so, so I mean, yeah. some some different benefits that way. Now, um, to be a falconer, I, I mean, you just you just go to the hardware store and buy a license. Uh, Probably another, not. Eh? Yeah, no, Can no. Can you do it online? <laughs> <laughs> I know there's some people that try, but it is not something that you learn from YouTube. Okay. Um, yeah, you. In order to be a falconer, you do need a falconry license in Ontario. In order to get a falconry license, you first need to get your small game hunting license. So you will have to take your hunter education safety course. Okay. You don't necessarily have to do the firearms component if you're only going to be um, hunting with the bird of prey, um, but you do need to do your hunter education safety. Then you get your small game license. Once you have your small game license, you can apply for an apprentice falconry license. And that apprentice apprenticeship lasts for almost two years, encompassing two Octobers. And okay. you just basically need a, uh, a general, somebody with a general falconry license, somebody who can be your sponsor. And you, it's a one-on-one -on -one relationship. It doesn't cost anything to learn falconry from somebody. Okay. So it's a one-on-one, -on -one and that uh, expert falconer basically will teach you how to train a bird, how to handle a bird, how to uh, enter it on game. That's what we call it when you're teaching a bird the hunting uh, part of flying freely. Uh, you have to learn things like uh, managing the bird's weight. You have to understand uh, signs of health, signs of disease in the bird. There's a, a lot that goes into learning about uh, working with a bird of prey. It's not like, you know, your firearms that you can just kind of lock away when you're done and uh, done the day, the day's hunt, right? There's an awful lot that goes into it. You really it have to have a passion for it, don't you? You do, right? And, and that's a thing. Yeah. Um, but, well, you know, it's like anything. When you love something, it doesn't feel like work, right? It doesn't feel arduous. Right. So for more information, if our listeners wanted to take a first step or just learn more about it, where could they go? www.ontariohawkingclub.org. Okay. Ontario Hawking Club is the falconry club in Ontario. And uh, uh, there's a lot of information on our website. Mm -hmm. um, you can email info. You can email me at conservation. And uh, certainly if you're interested in getting out, I mean, I, I usually recommend if somebody's interested in falconry, they should try to spend some time in the field first with falconers because that will give you a sense of um, how much time it takes. Maybe Even, go to a demonstration or something like yeah, that? Yeah, maybe a demonstration. You know, there's places like Y Marsh or Mountsburg uh, in Ontario that uh, that do bird demonstrations. Even the African Lion Safari does. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, but certainly you can get in touch with us um, or contact yourself. Yeah, give and, me a call. I've got all the information here. I can put you into the right... Uh, right hand so that you can find out more about falconry. Well, Maya, thank you so much for giving us a little insight into the the world of falconry. Very, very, very interesting it stuff. It is a world, for sure. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me, Randy. Angler and Hunter Radio's Hunting Corner is brought to you by Camillus, quality knives since 1876. Did you know that the seeds of invasive plants can easily be transported to new areas in mud on the tires of all-terrain vehicles? Help to stop the spread of invasive plants by staying on designated trails and cleaning mud and debris from the tires of your ATV between trips.
For more information, contact the Invading Species Hotline at 1-800-563-7711 or visit invadingspecies.com. A message from Ontario's Invading Species Awareness Program. Out with the old, in with the new. The free Scout Look Hunting app allows you to save unlimited hunting locations to view pinpoint, detailed weather forecasts. It employs our proprietary wind mapping technology, scent cone and set zone, putting you on the X to kill more bucks, bulls, and birds. Identify hot spots for hammering gobblers, log game activity to establish lethal patterns, and with global access, Scout Look knows no boundaries. Download the Scout Look Hunting app today. Do what you love. That's good advice, and it sounds easy, but the question is, how? The answer could be at the School of Environmental and Natural Resource Sciences at Fleming College in Lindsay. Choose from over 25 programs like Fish and Wildlife Technician, Conservation and Environmental Law Enforcement, or Aquaculture. It's the number one Canadian college for grads working in environmental and natural resources careers. Do what you love. Start by checking out your options at FlemingCollege.ca. I love these hunting trips, but the kids miss me and my wife worries about us being safe. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I bought a Spot Gen 3 for this trip to keep in touch with my girls. That's a satellite messenger, right? Yep. Spot sends my GPS coordinates via satellite right to my family's email or phone. They click on the message and see where I am. I can use it in emergencies to signal for help as well. Spot has rescued over 4,700 adventurers already. Sounds good. Looks small, too. Where do I pick one up? Visit findmespot.com slash hunter today to get all of the details and to find your local dealer. If Quebec isn't on your outdoor adventure bucket list, it should be. No hassle and supremely affordable hunting and fishing adventures are waiting right next door. Discover great destinations for hunting big game and unique fishing adventures for brook trout, Atlantic salmon, pike and walleye. What is it that draws so many hunters and fishermen to Quebec? See for yourself at www.hunting-fishing.quebec and start planning your next trip. Let a Quebec outfitter be your guide and enjoy the journey. www.hunting-fishing.quebec For many people, fishing is something that's completely new, and that's exciting. And really, I think the most exciting thing about fishing is the fact that you never really stop learning. But when you go to buy, you know, your first rod and reel, there's a million different types of rods and a million different types of reels. So I've asked um, a retail sales specialist, Ole Perun, to come out today and talk to us, chat to us about uh, uh, selecting the right fishing rod and reel. Ole, welcome to Angling Hunter Radio. Good afternoon, Randy. How are you? I'm just tickety-boo. So, so I'm thinking about largemouth bass or bass fishing. Um, so we want to go bass fishing. What kind of rod and reel would we be looking for uh, for that type of application? Well, there's uh, uh, many, many different types of uh, bass rods out there. The manufacturers are making all sorts of them. Uh, it depends on your uh, skill levels if you've... Uh, Getting, uh, if you're comfortable with using a bait caster mm-hmm. and you've got a thumb that knows what it has to do on it, <laughs> that's fantastic. If you're not, then you stick with a regular spinning rod and reel combination. Right. Now, for, for, and you're talking about that, why would a bait casting rod and reel be better than a spinning rod? Is, is there a reason for that? 
Well, the big caster reels are geared. Uh, they have a heavy-duty gear system in them. They're made uh, to like a level wind, so it doesn't wind the line onto your uh, spool. It actually brings it back in an orderly fashion, and they're made. Uh, again, the gearing is better for it. For they're made for the bringing those big bass out of the big heavy weeds. Right, so the bait casters, I mean, they can, you know, they're made for using that heavier line application. And if you can, if you can picture the fact that the heavier or stronger the line you use, the more thicker it is. With a bait casting reel, like Ole was just saying, the line goes directly on it and directly off. With a spinning reel, it's kind of like a bobbin setup. Spinning reel takes the line and winds it around a spool, so that thick line actually turns into like almost like a slinky when you use really heavy line with a spinning reel. It will if it's a monofilament. It has memory in it, so, you know, when you cast it out, it comes out like a curly Q piece of spaghetti. That's memory, and that remembers that it's been wound up there very tightly uh, and around and around on that spool. Right. So, I mean, you have to decide between these two, but if it's purely bass fishing, uh, you'll probably want to learn to use a bait caster. Any tips on setting that reel up, Ole, for the first time when you're going to cast? Well, when we, we when I teach people how to set up a, a bait caster rod, I try, try to show them we we set up uh, a, a particular weight on the end of the uh, line, and when you hold your rod up at say eleven o'clock and you press the uh, free spool on the button, you let it drop. That that lure should just slowly drop to the floor, and when it hits the floor, it the uh, spool will stop spinning. That is the you set up your braking system for that type of uh, presentation. Right, right, and that makes sense. Now, would a, does it make any difference if we start with a overhand or sidearm, or is that pretty well non a non-starter? Well, uh, once you set up the uh, braking system for your bait for that particular rod, uh, I don't know about sidearm. When you're, it's like throwing a baseball, Randy. When you're overhand, you got it. Your hand kind of turns on its side, so the reel will not stay on the top. It's almost like you're throwing a baseball. It'll be on the uh, left or right side of the uh, rod when you're done. And your finger is basically pointing where you, your pointer finger is pointing where you want that lure to go. So that's the difference in the type of casting you do. But your thumb is most important. It has to stop or slow that line down and that bait when it's hitting the water. Right. And I guess it takes practice. I know I, I still get some pretty good messes with my reels, but uh, it does have some, some good benefits too. Now, um, we haven't talked much about... Uh, migratory trout on on the show this year but um you know your rainbow trout your salmon the the uh, the uh, fish that actually swim from the from the lakes or great lakes into streams uh specialized equipment for these uh what kind of rod and reel will we be looking for well now you're a different type of fishing so whether the big rainbows and salmon that come up spring uh, rainbow in the spring salmon in the fall we're looking at uh, longer rods and something we call noodle rods. Okay. They will start at a 9-foot length. They'll go 11 or 13-foot. You can buy 15-foot rods, uh, and you'd put a nice uh, spinning reel outfit on the uh, back end of those or a float reel. Uh, you guys will use a float reel, a little a different uh, presentation for the uh, fish that you're looking for. Okay. Okay, so obviously we're using a long rod. Noodle rod probably means it is, you know, it's obviously got a, a whippy action. Uh, why would we want to use a rod that's 13 feet long with uh, with uh, basically just a wheel underneath it? What benefit does that have? Well, the longer the rod, uh, Randy, the uh, 
that rod is your shock absorber for your line. So the longer the rod you use, actually you could probably use a lot lighter line. Okay. And that the rod will take up any time that fish turns its head or sh- shakes its head, the rod will take the uh, absorb the um, motion of the fish, and it's a shock absorber. So you can use a lot lighter lines in the uh, noodle rods. Right, yeah. So you know, obviously, you know, clear water, bigger fish, and lighter line, and that rod will actually manage that line. So, so noodle rod, spinning reel, or a float reel, something that you want to look for. Now, moving on to uh, one of my favorite fish, and I think it's one of your favorite too, is the walleye. Uh, we're going to be using some jigs, I guess, and that sort of thing. Uh, maybe some crankbaits, uh, rod and reel set up for walleye. Absolutely, a walleye. My personal choice for a walleye rod would be trolling where the guys i fish with we troll for walleye so um so we're, we're going to be doing some trolling we're going to be doing some jigging what kind of rod and reel are we looking for uh for your rods you know, I, I myself like a, a medium heavy rod something a little bit more stiffer you're not really throwing a, a, a bait that you need to see a lot of action on so mm-hmm. a little bit stiffer you will feel that little tick or the bite when they when they ha- when they hammer your bait uh for a reel though you i would use myself i use a, a spinning reel setup but if I'm trolling, I do use the uh, bait casters uh, for uh, trolling. So a nice seven-foot medium heavy spinning rod. Absolutely. So, so now for somebody who's completely just starting and they're not interested in buying a different rod for every type of fish, <laughs> they want to do some bass fishing, some trout fishing, some walleye fishing, whatever. They want to stop at the side of the road and throw a lure in a lake or whatever. Uh, what would you recommend for their very first fishing rod in terms of rod and reel combination uh, and that sort of thing? And maybe give us a bit of an idea of a price range. Well, Randy, there's a lot of things out there. General purpose, uh, basic rod and reel combo comes in a 6 foot 6 medium action rod. It uh, doesn't matter what manufacturer. They all kind of go the same thing across the board. It's something that's usually a two-piece rod. You can break it down easily, put it in the back of your car if you're going on a trip, and you just, uh, if you, like you said, stop along the road, you see a little pond, easy to assemble, it's ready, set to go, throw it out, and the uh, spinning reel that's usually on there is probably the best way to go. It's easy and quick. Um, it's not a specific rod for uh, bass or anything else it's just a nice easy all-around uh, kit to, to start with there are kits out there in the uh anywhere from 60 to 100 120 dollar range that you can they come preloaded sometimes with line okay. i recommend fresh line on any reel like that but uh they're all ready to go so 60 to 120 dollars and you've got something that you're going to actually a good quality that you'll uh, will last you a long time it will. Anything that if you want it to last a long time, like anything else, you have to maintain it. I recommend at the end of the season that you loosen off the drag, maybe clean clean your reel, clean any dust or sand that might have gotten under the spool or in in the gears, or put a little oil on there, lubricate all the uh, moving parts, and store it for the winter, and you're all set for a long, long time. Nice. And your favorite rod and reel. What's your favorite rod and reel? That's a good question for you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, again, it depends on what, where I'm going and what I'm doing. I, I have a, a beautiful, uh, some, I have everything. I have a myriad of, uh, rocks and reels. But if you could only keep one of them, which one would it be? Wow, that's a tough question. I think I would go with a seven foot, uh, Kumara rod that I have with a, uh, the Sahara Theros reel on it. It's, uh, it's an all purpose rod for what I do and it would cover everything other than the uh, nice stream fishing, but. Walleye, bass, absolutely, it'll do all the tricks for me. So isn't that interesting? Somebody who's got a lot of different rods and reels still 
uh, if they had to go back, they'd go back to that multi-purpose rod. Very good. Well, anything to add to that, Ole? Just keep your uh, hook sharp, your line clean, and have a good time. The Angler and Hunter Radio Show has been brought to you by Yamaha. What kind of Yamaha are you? Angler and Hunter Radio is a production of the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. Please send your tall tales and comments to ahradio.ca. Don't forget, you can check out past episodes of Angler and Hunter Radio on the web or at wrbo.com.